Bye. Hey everybody, and welcome to How to Be a Dad Without a Dad, the podcast. My name is Jose, Jose de la Roca, and with me is always Andy. Andy, what's up? Nothing much, dude. I'm just here podcasting, looking forward to the Formula One starting this weekend. Yay! And since we're talking about sports and Formula One, we also want to welcome Joe. Joe Robinson, Mr. Angry Pants himself. We were talking shit about you, uh, <laughs> Joe, last podcast, and I'm pretty sure your wife said to you that we were saying that you were always angry and uh the, i don't know if she actually told you that did she actually said anything about that joe welcome to the podcast thanks i uh, know she hasn't mentioned that um <laughs> i'm not always angry i'm just i don't put up with much nonsense there's a subtle but <laughs> definable difference that's for like, sure. i'm a child now you have only have so much time for bullshit now that you have a child <laughs> that is true things change that is true and if anybody's new uh we are basically three dads that um just became dads about me three and you both of you guys uh about a year ago uh, my two friends right here joe and andy are in england myself i'm in the united states of america technically in, Ca in california in san Gabriel, california and what do we do we just talk about parenting stuff we're not professionals we're not doctors but hey we're going through it, and so are you. So if you guys want to be part of the conversation, too, you can send us an email at info at dadwithoutadad.com. Info at dadwithoutadad.com. Joe has interesting notes. Andy has interesting jokes. And he has a little <laughs> segment that, he's, uh, that we call it Andy's Jokes. And you could also be a part of that segment, too. What do I do? I just kind of direct these two guys and kind of make it sound good. And I wear funny glasses, right, Andy? The funniest glasses, I think, technically, is what they're known of. But, dude, you've got loads of advice of your own as well. Like, uh, you, you wrote your own book about how to be a dad based on your life experiences as well. Uh, so, yeah, you've got loads of experience. So, yeah, you, you do more than just moderate, dude. You, you do way more than that. <laughs> and for you guys, if you guys are new, um, my two friends right here, Andy and Joe, are, and Joe I'm sorry, um, by the way, my ESL comes out all the time, so I apologize for my accent, but I don't want to apologize for my two friends' accents because those are the motherland's accents, so it's okay <laughs> for them to have them. Uh, so we basically talk about parenting, and um, Joe and Andy are involved in the gaming community. I've been part of the radio community for about 16 years, and I decided to do a podcast, and I met Andy at E3, and we've been, you know, buddies buddy buddies since then and now we're here yeah. for you guys to share our experiences as dads andy and i didn't have a dad growing up and that affect us in a good way and uh you know i guess in a good way uh you know as dads now and we share our experiences today we're going to be talking about what it was like before we were parents uh joe has some notes for all of you guys out there and we're also going to be talking about walking right andy Yes, lots of walking. Uh, so my son is around about 14 months old at this point, and he is beginning to show signs that he's about to take his first steps unaided, which is really, really exciting. Um, but I think the first thing we wanted to talk about was was your topic, right, Jose? Like what we were like before we became dads. I think that this came up as a topic before we, we, we started, we pressed the record button. And Joe was like, uh, what was it you said, Joe? Wasn't it? Um, oh, a time before we were dads. I can't even, was that even a thing? 
were we even was there ever a time where we weren't dads um but yeah it's a completely different world right i mean yeah i'm pretty sure this time that you speak of didn't exist um <laughs> it's made up like evolution is made up uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it's interesting because um in many ways my life is exactly the same but also entirely different because i mean I, i've worked from home most of my life uh i my hobbies mainly revolve around you know playing games staying indoors kind of either gathering people to me or you know just amusing myself um and i've managed to keep that by and large like obviously there's there's been fair changes i can't just go out or or organized nights whenever i want now there's an element of planning involved um i always have to make sure things are fair between me and my wife i don't want to just leave her in the lurch especially when my daughter is is playing up but yeah generally like i still jump on ps4 once a week i still go to a a board game club once a week um i'm still very free to to do things but i never did a lot anyway so Mm. really being a parent has just highlighted how how boring i was before i became a parent well, and now I get to maintain the status quo. Yay. I was going to say something like that. So do you think your life is not so different because you were a home person? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's My lifestyle has managed to adjust quite well to the presence of a, a tiny person, um, which I'm quite relieved about because obviously one of the one of the big things like your life just changes completely when you have a child and my life has changed completely in, in many ways it's just quite remarkable how many ways it has also stayed the same and I think that's probably rare or, or slightly u- unique at least um, so it's important to kind of manage expectations here to anyone listening like you know if you're expecting a child just assume your life is going to change because it will uh, and then if you're lucky certain things will actually just slot right back in where they used to be um because for the first couple of months it's all hands on deck you've got a brand new person that you've got to try and keep alive um it's all very scary all very new um but as you start getting more comfortable and you start kind of getting things in place your life will start trying to pick up where it left off but it can never completely um and it's just down to how well you adjust to those changes but don't you think since you were a home person don't you think it should be the opposite where bringing a baby to your house that is going to basically stay at your house, shouldn't that literally completely change everything that you do because you're a home person, meaning work, you know, you like to stay home and stuff like that? Um, I mean, whether it should or not, I, I don't know. It, it didn't. Like Also, yeah, the daytime stuff from when she wakes to when she goes to sleep, it's all about making sure she's okay. Um. Obviously, my daughter goes into childcare now three times a week. So um, during those days, she's not in the house. So my work day is as it used to be, which was basically me on my own. Um, two days a week, my wife doesn't work. So my daughter's not in childcare um, and they're both around. And that can be a bit more disruptive. Um, but then the days when my wife had days off, before my daughter was born it was also quite disruptive so in many ways nothing's changed but my wife is actually quite keen to be more proactive and take my daughter out and about and do things so they are still gone for most of the day anyway um so it hasn't it hasn't been that disruptive weekends obviously take on an entire different dimension now like we still try and do the usual things go shopping and that but 
now my daughter's with us and we try and make sure we fit in like one activity a day that's for her and not for us because ultimately we get our evenings still my, my daughter goes to sleep about six thirty, seven o'clock and then after and she's really good at going to sleep at the moment touch wood um so after that our time's our own and we can do what we want pretty much which is a nice little reward at the end of every day do you have a house where you have your own office and nobody bothers you uh i have a house i have my own office um people still manage to bother me despite the fact that it's clean my office so I, I should probably get a lock on the door or something you should i mean and shout out to your wife that she always listens um <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you joe so to the point like so you're saying it didn't change much i mean it should be what how were you as a person before you became a dad so i've always been a little bit of a, an introvert like not not massively like no really <laughs> yeah i know right um i mean no, i no, i have friends i'd see them quite regularly um i but the the thing is my friend I, i've kind of have the same friend group that i've had for quite a few years and they've all since kind of moved away and and set up shop you know elsewhere so my friend group has been quite spread out and so we wouldn't meet that frequently anyway and it's the same now except maybe the frequency has dropped a bit because it's harder to get everyone together but i mean i'd i'd sometimes go out for work which i do less of now um me and my wife would try and maybe do more at the weekends where we just go go somewhere have a day out somewhere we do less of that now just one because we've actually been most places that are close and and two the logistics are a bit more involved now so we don't just go out on a whim we have to be a little bit more planned now um uh but yeah other than that you know i like to play games i like to read i like to basically stay indoors and not do much i was you know i wasn't really a an active person maybe because <laughs> i was a bit lazy um and i'm still i'm a bit lazy so i mean yeah but in other ways my wife my life is is still quite different like you know having an entire new person in your life has its effect and it's all about her right now so you know it, it, it's just hard to describe how things are different because it's just it's so comprehensive and yet so subtle that it kind of defies explanation you, you wouldn't you won't know how your life changes until you have your own child and realize your life has changed the, the things that stand out are the things that have actually managed to say the same yeah I, i i can empathize with that for sure because i think to me it reminds me of getting a new job if that makes sense, like you're, you're, you're going, you're doing new things, you're going to new locations, but it's crazy how quickly that becomes routine. Um, like I think for me, I've always been really, really disorganized in my life and very, very, um, what's the word, uh, very reactive, right? Um, and not very proactive, where it's actually forced me to be kind of become more proactive because I've got this little person that I need to worry about. So, you know, uh, I, I'm on time for things where I never used to be on time for things. Um, Joe, do you think it's made you, like, be less, care less about the little things? So I remember, like, I used to have... So I work in PR and marketing, right? And I used to be a games journalist. And, like, I used to worry about, like, typos 
sending the wrong things, accidentally doing things wrong, but like tiny, tiny things. I find that I don't worry about any of that shit anymore. Instead, I just worry about the big things when they really screw up. Is that kind of the same for you or is it pretty much the same as it was before? Well, Joe's an editor, so he needs to worry about typos and stuff like that. Well, yeah, definitely. But like, I, I, I don't know about you, but like when, when I, I remember, I remember publishing like a Far Cry 3 review and literally it had uh, one, there was a couple of typos in it, but I rushed it out to meet the embargo and I still think about that. And like literally the first comment on it was like, oh, dude, you um, miss or use the wrong there or something like that. Super, something super stupid, but there. And that still sticks out in my mind. Um, but I don't think I care about that shit as much as I used to now because I'm dealing with a little person who, you know, is ill, poops their pants. Um, you know, uh, there's more things that I need to worry about. So, like, that sort of stuff of like a shitty comment on the internet, like that stuff just breezes past me now. Like, I don't know if you feel the same way. I mean, in terms of uh, shitty comments on the internet, yeah, I, I don't mind that so much. Um, I actually take my job seriously, Andy, so I always worry about the little typos <laughs> and all the editing stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is you, you get paid for, but... <laughs> PR, but, man. No, in terms of the spirit of what you're trying to say, yeah, like, um, my daughter is ridiculous and wonderful, um, and she can be quite a handful at times and it does make you just like seeing that stuff amongst adults just makes you really have zero tolerance for it and just like yeah, yeah this is clearly not important um and i i have noticed i i'm a bit more maybe forthright or blunt and at least more honest with people now especially in my kind of working relationships um building on a foundation i started before i had my daughter it's just like people resonate and respect honesty and and like not bullshit and so i I just i don't have time for it anymore basically yeah Um, yeah but yeah no yeah the little like you you just but you worry about other little things like new little things replaced the little things you used to care about because raising a child is is of big and little things especially when you're raising a child for the very first time like it's like I said right back when I first joined, like parenting is a bunch of half-assed solutions to problems you don't understand. And my daughter is, is 14, 15 months old now, and I still don't understand half the stuff that she's going through. And, you know, I'm trying to find ways of, of making her comfortable and, and raising her properly. And for all I know, she's going to grow up to be a drug addict because I've got it all wrong. So <laughs> that's the kind of stuff you end up worrying about. Um, and it could just be little. Th- it could be just little things that you end up getting wrong. Well, let's um, hope she becomes a drug dealer, not a drug. Well, yeah, that's that's what we're aiming for. Like, be at the yeah. right point of that chain if you're yeah, going to go down I, that chain. Yeah, be the boss. Yeah, I mean, the... the UK economy is built on small businesses, right? So you know that's, yeah. that's kind of what you want. She's gonna be an entrepreneur. It'll be fine. <laughs> well, let me ask you this, guys. So, would you say you were careless before you became a dad in money? time and relationships I, I'll, I'll take this one i mean I, I was never i never had loads of cash um like ever uh so i always cared about i always cared about money um in terms of time time richness uh so i have very little time to do the things that 
I used to do a lot of before. So like play games, play MMOs, like Star Wars Old Republic and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I think about time a lot more. So I, I, and I don't like, I used to have like a pile of shame when it came to yeah. either books or games or movies where I'd be like, oh, I'll get to those at some point. I've stopped doing that immediately now. So I'm like, if it's important, when I get time, I'll just go get it and then I'll play it, watch it, read it, whatever. And I don't save stuff anymore. So yeah, I think that's changed for me. Joe, what about you? So I, I've become a lot more money conscious now because childcare is expensive. Neither me nor my wife are particularly well paid and it is like an ongoing concern with us. Like I, I have a suspicion that we can't actually afford our lifestyle right now, but I can't quite prove it yet. So it's kind of like this weird holding pattern where I just look at the numbers every month and try and figure out how we're doing. Uh, but I wasn't careless with money beforehand. I just had a different set of financial priorities. Like me and my wife have been together for seven or eight years now we actually only got married last year but we've owned a house together for the last five years and you know buying a house is a pretty serious financial investment so we've always taken that at least seriously and then we've kind of just had our own money that we don't we just spend on our hobbies my wife is a bit more frugal than I am so she'd spend less money than me I kind of buy video games buy board games and I have had to rein that in since my daughter was born but you know <laughs> gladly um but i feel like I, I i appreciate the moments i get to myself or to me and my wife's self now a lot more like um, my wife still breastfeeds takes her about i think 20 minutes to sort that out at night and that's 20 minutes to myself that once i've finished my you know tidying up chores i get to do whatever i want and usually i watch a bit of tv that I would never watch with her because she's not interested and I don't have time to watch at any other point during the day. And it's just really nice. Um, you know, I, I kind of, I really appreciate, you know, the mornings where I get a little bit of time to myself or, uh, and then, you know, me and my wife have only been out, I think once or twice since my daughter was born because we don't have easy access to evening childcare. So it requires a lot of planning. Well, Andy um, is just around the corner, you know, yeah, well, because, you know, England is so tiny, we all live next door to each other, Jose. It's an island, you know? right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. No, but um, you know what? Like, uh, uh, for me, I I guess what I'm, what I'm hearing is that you guys basically were, without thinking, you guys were putting the foundation, both of you guys, because, you know, you guys been with your wives for a long time. You guys, mm. you know, indirectly were like planning ahead, right? Like, for example, Joe had a house. Uh, Andy and your wife were like together for a long time. And you know, when you're in a in a in a big relation uh, relationship, you you know, you had to care about the other person. And in my case, it was like <laughs> it's like totally the opposite, right? Because I went from being an alcoholic to getting into a relationship while still being an alcoholic my last two uh, years that's when I started dating my girlfriend and you know finally becoming sober and I think that I should have like you know had at least four or five years where I was sober to get my life together but after one year that I was sober I received the news that I was going to become a um, a dad and then she moves in with me and we never had lived together so for example for me 
even though, like I told you guys, like I was mentally prepared and I've been, you know, taking care of kids for like 20 years. And then I had probably more experiences, more experience as a parent than you guys. But you guys have been building this foundation, you know, in a perfect world should be the, you know, all three of us together. Right. Building the foundation, you know, starting with your partner, uh, getting a house, you know, you know, getting some, you know, advice to be a dad, a parent and stuff like that and becoming a parent. Um, and then when I became a parent, I literally was had debt because I used to drink a lot. We barely could afford, uh, a, you know, a studio and things like that. So for me, it was one of those things that I was ready mentally to be, you know, be the dad that I never had. But like I was in debt. I could only afford like a, a little apartment and we had to start from zero because of my situation before that. So for me, it was like 180 degrees change where like before, you know, going out and drinking was no big deal. Now I don't even take, you know, I don't even buy lunch when I'm at work because I prefer to save those $10 because it's going to add up, you know? So for yeah. me, it's like the big change of not, not changing myself, but changing my ways. Meaning like I prefer to save $10 and don't eat out at, you know, when I go to work, just prefer to, you know, make myself a couple of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and save those $10 because either those $10 are going to go into my son or my debt, you know what I mean? So for me, like, I was such a careless person with my time, with my money, and with my relationships that now that I'm a dad, I'm more into managing my time, managing my money, and managing my relationships with with my family. For, like, I don't have friends anymore, but my friends are my family, meaning my son, my my girlfriend and you know if i have extra time then i'll spend it with my niece or my nephew or my brother yeah i think so there's 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 two kind of parallels for me and joe right so me and joe are part of the video games industry which traditionally is terribly paid uh so there's that side to it as well um but i think like you know that money pressure thing because money drives absolutely everything um when it comes to raising kids, like money and time, um, those are always the resources that you care about the most. Um, so for example, like I, I completely understand the lunch money thing, dude. Like I, I've lived on, when I used to work in an office, like literally used to do a packed lunch every day. Like people would give me shit for it. I was like, no dude, I'm, I'm saving money. I'm spending it on things that I actually give a shit about and not like subsidizing boots continued existence. Um, and boots like a retail in the UK anyway. Um, so, yeah, I, I definitely think that there you do sacrifice things. But a little bit like Joe said, like you don't realize what you're sacrificing because ultimately your priorities change so much. Like it doesn't become your like, oh, I can't wait to go out and enjoy myself or I can't wait to go back and play this or I can't wait to go back and, and watch this. It becomes a no, it's cool if I don't need to do those things because when I go home, I've got 
a partner that loves me and gets to spend time with her or him, which is awesome. And I uh, have a son or daughter who I can spend time with, and that's instantly rewarding. Um, I think it's quite interesting for me, and Joe, I don't know if you've had this, but since becoming a parent, I don't enjoy like video games or movies anywhere near as much as I used to, um, which is a bit sad when you think about it, but it is something that I've kind of noticed. Is that like uh, uh, watched? Uh, what was it? Uh, the new uh, Lady Marvel, Captain Marvel. Yeah, that one. Marvel. Uh, watched that. Yeah, and I, th- I thought it was great. I enjoyed it. But then I was like, well, that was three hours away from being with my wife or being with my son, and I didn't. It was good, but I, when I looked back at it, I was like, ah, probably should have just stayed in. Uh, Joe, have you found that? Is that something that you've kind of been afflicted by? that's something i can't specifically relate to but like it it's a bit more broken up for me like for movies specifically uh it's rare that i'd go see a movie without my wife anyway like we see we used to see a lot of movies together and we still do now like we've only done it like once or twice i think since my daughter was born um i saw the uh, infinity war with my friends on the back end of my snag do and that's about as much as i've done um but i i I didn't feel guilty (laughs) doing that um and i still you know i still enjoy games to the same extent as i used to um i i still have like a pile of shame i've kind of like you i've stopped just collecting on that pile uh, using my own money just because i know i won't get to them but i'm still enjoying uh games with my group of friends who i play games with like that's not changed um i i read a lot so i still enjoy reading and it's about finding time to to read and and stuff like that. So I, I can't specifically relate to that because even though I cherish the time I spend with my wife and, and my daughter, um, I also cherish the time I spend on my own and I don't feel guilty about it because it doesn't happen that often anyway and you do need to take some some me time because mm. especially if you have hobbies and you have interests because if you don't, I think it does hurt the soul a little bit yeah. um, and it's important to look after yourself as a dad. I because <laughs> I told my girlfriend that I was going to work and I went to see Infinity Wars by myself. Because <laughs> that's another thing, right? Like uh, like I was saying, my, my son and my girlfriend are my best friends. But if we cannot find a babysitter, you know, I can't just go by myself to watch a movie, right? It's kind of yeah. such a dick move. So... instead of hurting her feelings be like hey i gotta go to work see you in five hours and then i went to eat i went to the movies and then came back and you know i made money (laughs) it's according to her so so here's a question then so from the life before that you had before you had a little person to look after are there any things that you miss uh i'm do i well you're asking you probably want to ask joe that because basically like i was saying (laughs) i don't miss being an alcoholic and uh so and i don't want to say that i used to be like a you know go get me out of the bar alcoholic i used to actually not drink every day which it doesn't make sense for people who are not alcoholics but you know like uh let me put it this way i was i went to miami and uh i was in miami for three days uh four Mm -hmm. days and I was thinking how I was in Miami for a month, about eight years ago. And one, I don't remember half of 
the time I was in Miami eight years ago, uh, I, you know, went out a lot and I party a lot. This time, um, I don't want to say I'm old, but I needed to, like, wake up early, stretch, <laughs> uh, because what I do, I basically MC for for a marketing company and uh, the days of the events, I work 16, 17 hours and it's like you're in the sun, you had to build the stage, things like that. And I had to be entertaining people. So it takes yeah. a lot off of you, especially if you don't do it every day and you know, you're a little chubby like me. Um, so I was thinking about the difference between eight years ago and now, not only I was younger, but I was careless, like I was saying, you know, like, and eight years ago, it was okay to be careless, you know, I didn't do any harm, you know, only to myself, I guess, uh, because I didn't have the money that I spent or, you know, I should have done better things. And one of the reasons why I don't work for that marketing company anymore, right, because even though I did a good job, I was not, I was careless in other, you know, things about the the job and what i was thinking is that i'm okay with who i am now i was telling somebody i'm okay if i'm boring because you know what i was able to have that party scene of my life i have party i have danced i have drank i have been travel more than 60 percent of people i have been to 44 states i probably drank half of most people have drank in their lives i have dance party everything luckily i never did drugs because you know that's a good thing but i already party all that stuff so this time i was basically in my hotel i will go eat here and there and just um, listen to music and prepare for the event. And I just flew back and I was like, you know, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with who I am now. And, you know, I'm pretty sure you guys are okay with who you guys are at the moment. And that's a, it's a blessing if you don't, um, if you don't think it's a blessing because it is a blessing to what you guys are going through right now that you guys are okay mm. being a parent because, there's so many people out there that have kids and they deep down, they don't want to have kids deep down. They don't want to be parents. And even though they will say like, Oh, I care about my son or I care about my daughter or anything like that. You know, you, you probably could tell that they were not ready. You know, you had to be ready to sacrifice a, a part of your life to become a good parent, you know, like you guys were saying, you know, priorities and everything. And yeah, you need to have your, your alone time and everything like that. Everybody does. That's why sometimes when <laughs> we're jumping up and down my girlfriend's back and, you know, we're like chasing her around and things like that, I will be like, all right, little boy, let's, you know, let's go to Target or Walmart and give mommy like at least 15 minutes by yourself. I don't know if, you know, if it's something that you guys shared that if you guys are okay being parents and you like it, you know, it's, it's a blessing because there's so many people out there who deep down, they, you could tell that they don't want to be parents. I think you get used to it. I, so I think there's like, there's a two to three month window probably and Joe way. And if it was around about the, the, the same time for you, well, the first two to three months that like you don't know if you're coming or going, like it's an absolute, it's crazy. 
Um, I was going to say it's an absolute nightmare, but it's it's not. It's like you're delirious because you don't get much sleep. You've suddenly got this crazy thing in your life that nothing could have prepared you for it. <laughs> that you have to look after it, like you know, the most troublesome dog, cat, lizard, whatever, could never prepare you having a kid. Um, and then something just clicks, and then you're like, oh, okay, they, they slept through the night. Hmm, that's cool. I actually got a little bit of sleep. I can probably do this. This is not bad. Um, so I think, you know, it, it's definitely a marathon, not a sprint for sure. And there's certainly times where I feel uh, like uh, I could be doing better, but that probably makes you a better dad. So I think it's a good thing. And I think all, all parents feel that way. Um, at least at times, it's, even if you really, really love it and enjoy it, you're still going to have problems. Um I think for me, the biggest thing that I miss is like, so I could, I used to be able to go for a run whenever I wanted, like literally just used to go, oh, I'm pissed off with something. I can leave the house, go for a run, come back in two hours, be, you know, covered in sweat or whatever, soak in the bath for like 30 minutes and then be done and then feel totally cleansed of any frustration that I had. Like I can't do that anymore. Um, I miss playing sport as well. That was always a, a big part of my life, like playing football on a Sunday. Can't really do that anymore either. But to be <laughs> honest, like it, it, you know, it's my son is young. I will be able to do that with him when he can, you know, walk and things like that. Uh, so it'll be a bit better. But I, I agree with you, Jose. Like I think, you know, we, we definitely feel fortunate. Like for it to feel like quite a natural transition has been quite nice. Um, but yeah, Joe, is there anything that, that you miss? Um, not that I could put into words. Like there are probably a few like subtle things about how my life was that I probably wouldn't mind getting back, but they're not, they're not so important that I care enough to do anything about it. Like as a kind of a slight counterpoint to what you said, or gen the general point about missing stuff is that. If, if something is really important to the kind of your identity or, or your life before, you know, there are ways you can still have it. Like, you know, as I said, I'm still quite fortunate. I get to, you know, do two nights a week of things that I want to do mm. that I don't have to sh kind of share, look after my daughter as well, because I make sure I'm absolutely on it the rest of the time. And, mm. you know, I, it's like you build up a, a cachet of kudos with your wife and, and, yeah. Then, you, then you spend that on the things you want to do, right? So you heard that, like, Andy? Kudos. Well, uh, you know, if 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 you're in it, it, like these things can work, and it works both ways as well. Like I'm always trying to encourage my wife to do the things she wants to do, and you know, because I know she does work hard and she does deserve to be able to do the things she wants to do every now and then. And you know, there'll be times when she'll go away and I'll look after my daughter and, you know, then I'll get to do my things and she looks after our daughter and, mm. and it, it can work. I mean, obviously you, you shouldn't assume you're right to stuff like this. It's something you build upon as you, as you get used to the fact that you now have a child and, and certain things will be kept and certain things won't. But I think it is worth fighting for the things that are important if you feel, feel they are that important. And, and, but like you said, you know, the things with like the sport thing, you can come back to that with your son and that's going to be amazing like i i suppose i wish i could play more board games mainly because me and my wife have different board game interests so I, that was never a thing that was affected by our child it's just that i've i've always had games that she was never going to be interested in with but the one reason to have a child is that you can indoctrinate them into liking your things <laughs> so i'm hoping to be able to just bring my daughter along when she's old enough to understand these 
things and then play these games with her like you know like do like lots of tabletop role playing, play all my war games, you know, or just do whatever she's interested in. It's going to be really fun and really exciting. And also, hopefully, my wife will join in as well. But even if it's just like daddy daughter time and my wife is doing whatever she wants to do, that's still going to be amazing. And I'm going to look forward to that. But before that point, because there's going to be quite a few years where they're just useless balls of nothing, um, <laughs> you know, it is important to take care of yourself as well. Because if you don't get, if you don't emotionally get to that later point, then it's kind of not worth it is there board games that you play with yourself um yeah it's mainly war games like uh, a lot of war games have built-in solo modules now because the war game industry is very much aware that the people who buy these things have no friends or at least have no <laughs> friends that share the same interests so they're very much aware <laughs> that their audience pretty much has no choice but to play on their own so, so let me uh, ask you this when you're playing with yourself do you cheat no because i breaks the integrity of the game experience jose what's wrong with you get out get out <laughs> sorry man sorry no i'm with you like i can't wait until my son learns learns how to play cards and we could start betting and then you know hitting ourselves and stuff no, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, and to the point that andy so we could wrap this up to the point that andy said um It's funny because a couple months ago or like last year, my girlfriend said, because um, I'm a overly protective dad. So I, you know, don't do many things that normal people do, like going in long car rides and stuff like that. My girlfriend said, we're never going to do anything. And I correct her and I said, we're never going to do anything right now. When he gets older, we're going to be doing tons of stuff. My yeah. three-year-old son doesn't need to go on a Mexico vacation for three days. You know what I mean? So, you know. Yeah. But I think, you know, becoming a dad makes you, you know, a dad. I mean, uh, oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> makes you prioritize, right? Like, it, uh, I think... Becoming a dad actually makes you a mum. That's the, that's the thing they don't tell you. That's the actual secret. The dad is actually a fake construct that doesn't exist. We're all mums. Oh, dude, yeah. don't, don't, don't start on gender norms. We'll be here all day. I was listening to our podcast, Andy, uh, that we did a couple of weeks ago. And I think there should be a drinking game. Every time I say, you know, somebody should take a shot because I say, you know, you know, you know, like so many times. I was like, oh, gosh, shut the fuck up with the you know. say anyways we've all we've all got audio ticks man i say like a lot and uh which is not good oh yeah um, you do say uh yeah but what i was gonna say is so can i change my answer previously so <laughs> when i said football i can totally still play football that's not a problem i even started like a kind of a relaxed saturday morning thing with a few of my mates that we did as a kickabout which was really really good um uh, shout out to those guys if they're listening it's more like proper 11-a-side football where you're part of a league you do training midweek you play during the morning on a sunday or a saturday and you hang out in the in the clubhouse for, for like half a day like um i used to do it with my brother I have really fun memories of doing that and i would never want to do that now because that's like a probably a day at least total of time that i'm spent away from the family which is too much um and joe you're absolutely right like to, to your point you can absolutely win enough like partner credits wife credits whatever in order to cash them in to do it 
but I think it's I think kind of uh, it's before I never had to think about like hey that's a day away from whatever before I used to go oh well it's only like 12 days a year that I'm doing that kind of stuff Um, whereas now that I'm, I'm super more I care about my time a lot more uh, and I think that was kind of like a, a thread line of what we're all talking about right like just think you have to think about other people way more than you used to how do you get this point is is there a card that you just check out and stuff like that I mean <laughs> it, it's, it's made by Visa it's like a new credit card <laughs> you have to apply for one pay that, deposit alright that kudos alright yeah. so you know to wrap up you know parenting hopefully makes you a better person and for me, it made me uh, enjoy time more, take care of my money more, and, uh, you know, become a more focused person. So hopefully that's good. Um, and we were going to talk about, you know, walking. Are we still talking about walking, guys? Yeah, let's talk about walking. Let's, let's walk people through it. Uh, let's talk about walk, baby. Let's talk about walk. So... <laughs> Joe, you can you can fill us in on that, right? Because my my my, my son, we'll just blaze past that, Jose. <laughs> my son's uh, going through. Uh, he's like cruising, I think you call it. And, like he clambers around things that are like his height that he can lean on and move around the house. Whereas your daughter is full on walking. Talk us through that transformation. How that happened? Has it changed things? Um. So it's not like everyone, like my dad kept saying, oh, you know, as soon as she walks, it's it, it's game over. Um, And it's not actually been game over, thankfully. But it's, I mean, watching her now just like strut around is amazing because I remember not so long ago, and we're talking about a period of maybe a month tops where she can do anything. <laughs> like, I mean, she, she was, she was at the phase that your son is at now where she'd, she'd put herself up on things. She'd walk around them. Um, and then we went through a phase of like a week of like teaching her to kind of like launch herself off whatever she was leaning on into our arms. And that was really cool. That was, that was a lot of fun. And then randomly almost overnight, she just starts walking on her own and we're like, what the fuck (laughs) where did this come from and now she's just amazing like she's still she's still a bit of an idiot she'll fall over all the time just because she's not paying attention to where she's putting her feet but assuming that she's like on point she'll just like she likes walking around in circles a lot and she'll just do it endlessly and it's it's kind of amazing um and so she's just come on so much and it just really shows how like intelligent she is and, and how she she's learning to kind of move under her own steam, which I think was a kind of, it can be a big source of frustration for for children of that as soon as they hit one and before they kind of get into like because there's, there's two main sources of frustration. I think there's a the frustration where they can't move the way they want to move. And then there's a the frustration where they can't communicate the way they want to communicate. And we're now getting into the community communication problems but before you could really tell that she wanted to move but her body wouldn't kind of respond in the way she wanted it to and it's just really nice to see her overcome that um but yeah no it hasn't been as bad as we feared because she's not not, she's not doing anything that extra that we have to watch out for like she was climbing the stairs like before she could even crawl um 
and that's and now she's just slightly better at it now that she can walk. Um, I guess the main thing we have to watch out for is now that when we're upstairs, we don't have a baby gate at the top of the stairs. So we're always kind of making sure she doesn't go near that that zone in case because she will just step off onto the stairs like a normal person except she's not a normal person so she can't do it <laughs> we've seen the future and it involves her tumbling down the stairs to her doom so um that i think is the, the biggest thing that's that's kind of added extra worry but other than that um even though she can reach more things now she tends to not reach for extra things so we don't like baby proofing isn't as big an issue as we thought it'd be so what did you do any exercises to like encourage her doing during the stage where you noticed that she was like cruising around and and uh just like not like standing independently on her own but not actually walking uh i mean i'd take her hand and she'd walk like there was actually a, a quite a long period where she could walk fine if she was holding someone's hand yeah but when she was on her own, she was still a bit unsteady with balance. Um, and that lasted, I think, longer longer than the period of her not being able to walk at all. Like when she was start, starting to learn to walk. Um, like she, she kind of got the, the mechanics of standing up and using her feet quite quickly. But then the balance thing took longer to nail down. So I guess the only specific exercise we did was I'd just grab her hand and we'd go for a walk in a circle. And now she does that circle on her own now. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, other than that, nothing nothing specific, I don't think. Well, it sounds amazing. You can hear how proud you are of it, Joe. This is awesome. This is like the first time I've heard this from you, I think. Oh, it just... But watching babies learn things is fascinating. Like, my wife is always telling me off that I don't play with her much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it's because I much prefer to watch her interact with her environment and figure it out. It's yeah. infinitely more fascinating. And she's just as happy. Like you can't really play with a child at this age because they're useless uh, and they get bored really easily. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry, they are pretty useless and they just get bored and they don't play with things properly. And like, you will, you will get really frustrated trying to play with a child this young, but if you just let them explore and learn, like it's just endlessly fascinating and it's infinitely rewarding well i guess you don't have you know a bunch of balls in your uh, in your house because over here it's like i taught him how to throw balls as soon as i could so he was throwing ball and but you know the bad thing was that you need to tr you know tell him not to throw everything but andy how's your son doing he's throwing everything jose <laughs> <laughs> Like literally, you give it. So we've got this. Uh, we've got a tiny uh, Pikachu in the bathroom that we give him after bath time. So he gets a little bit upset by bath time just because he's super tired. It's, it's at the end of the day, and he loves this thing. He loves it so much that he will throw it across the room multiple times and find it absolutely hilarious. Um, but he throws everything: remote controls, phones. When he gets them, which he shouldn't get them, but he gets them inevitably. Uh, throws his cup of water. He throws everything, but he throws a ball really, really well. So you know that's quite fun. <laughs> Gonna be a cricket guy. Yeah, he'd definitely be a cricket guy. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's he's doing well. He's 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 not been ill. Uh, I think he's got a little bit of conjunctivitis, um, but that's okay. Oh, uh, yeah. That's totally manageable. Uh, but yeah, he's he's good. Uh, we we're just waiting for him to walk. That that's the primary thing. Um, but the, my wife always keeps telling me off because I'm a bit, 
I just I want him to walk because to me if he can walk then I can start like he can start kicking a ball and for me that's quite important I know that sounds stupid to say out loud and I'm like a 34 year old man saying that but or 33 anyway um yeah it's uh it's gonna be cool I can't wait I really really can't wait but I need to not push him so far uh I need to let him get there on his own because I think sometimes like we've already had it a little bit where like I've held his hand to walk um and sometimes he's like no that's not what I want like I just want you to pick me up and he's like okay cool I'll pick you up uh yeah we don't want to like we want him to have positive association with any sort of walking aspiration that he's got and not screw that up anymore Joe I totally understand what you're saying by the way mate um um playing with a one-year-old is hard and requires loads of patience and I I completely understand like watching them watching how they interact so on that note i was playing uh, a formula one today uh, with him in the room um because i just wanted to see how he would respond to a car on screen because uh, i'm obsessed with cars always have been and uh, i start playing formula one in like the, the the first person mode um where it's just to do all you see is a steering wheel moving and like the track going past it and he was absolutely fascinated by that and i've literally never been more proud of him than him just watching cars going around a track and him chuckling to himself and enjoying it. I was like, yeah, it's totally my son. So, yeah, uh, watching how they interact to external stimuli is fascinating. I don't know what you guys are talking about. I love playing with one-year-olds. Maybe because, like, I like to make a fool out of myself and they like that. So. But, hey, I get paid for that, so it's all right. <laughs> well, before we go... Uh, we have a little segment. It's called Andy's Jokes. And how the segment works is that Andy tells a joke. If you want to be part of Andy's Jokes, you can send us an email at info at dadwithoutadad.com. Info at dadwithoutadad.com. And you could be part of Andy's Jokes. You could actually be a sponsor for Andy's Jokes. You could send us money for Andy to stop saying dad jokes or you can send us a lot of money for andy to keep going and keep telling those wonderful jokes that he always does so i don't know if you guys are ready but i am are you ready hey are you ready for this are you hanging on the edge of your seat i need a break are you ready hey are you ready for this are you hanging on the edge of your seat i need a break are you ready hey are you ready for this are you hanging on the edge of your seat i need a break out of the doorway the bullets rip repeat to the sound of the beat so this is Andy's jokes, and we have Andy all the way from England. Are you Andy? Are you ready? I'm ready. That's a lot of sound effects in a short space of time. I just <laughs> point out. Hey, it's his segment. Leave him alone. <laughs> Go, sir. <clears throat> okay, I'm ready. There goes Andy. <laughs> Okay, okay. <clears throat> okay. Why couldn't the bicycle stand on its own? Don't know. Because it was too tired. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's, that's all you got this week. <laughs> really? That's not, that's not been your best, yeah, so. yeah. Oh, yeah. man. No, thank you. Uh, <laughs> Exactly. No, thank you. Uh, we're going to have more next week. Well, do you want to hear my my intro if I would do my Jose's jokes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do it, do it, do it. Do it. <laughs>
I'm I so say, that is culturally insensitive. I'm so uh, stupid. Why? Because I'm saying it to myself. Relax. <laughs> <laughs> Cultural insensitive. <laughs> uh, if you guys want to be part of Andrew's jokes, he is not culturally insensitive. I am. Nope. So you could <laughs> be a sponsor for his jokes. All you got to do is send us an email at info at dadwithoutadad.com. Info at dadwithoutadad.com. And that was Andy's jokes. If you want to be a part of it, send us some money for him to actually stop his wonderful jokes. Or actually, you know, say more jokes. Before we go, what happened? Oh, no, I was going to say, uh, we, we had a sponsor before and they said I could keep going. So uh, that's, that's kind of like where we're at on the scales, right? Yeah, Chatty P. Uh, but I'm telling you, he hasn't told me yet what he wants to do. So I think he just wants to give me money. So whatever. But it's not like it's a lot, basically. So, you know, we're still taking donations if anybody wants to, you know, keep yeah. hearing. <laughs> Anyways, before we go, uh, Andy, do you have anything uh, lastly to say? Shout outs. Hellos, what you did yes, last Yes, so got two this week. Uh, one is for my mate Neil, who is currently uh, going through sleep transition, sleep regression thing with his daughter. So good luck to you, mate, and, and your wife as well. You get through it, it'll be fine. Uh, and the other one is I just wanted to say that uh, one of my own personal heroes, Charlie Whiting, uh passed away this week um so he was formula one's race director for decades upon decades upon decades he's uh he was brilliant um and i've always had a loads of respect for him uh a little story about him is that he had he was so one of the basically in the world when you're a successful enough person you end up having a parody twitter account who's someone who basically donates dedicates their entire life to kind of like taking the piss out of what you do on a day-to-day basis um, and Charlie, Charlie Whiting was so good that he reached out to this parody Twitter account and basically had a back and forth about him all the time and said how it was awesome hearing all these back and forth parodies on what he was doing in Formula One. So, yeah, uh, just a little bit of a shout out to Charlie Whiting. Um, he's was absolutely awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, Formula One is a worse place without him. And where could people find you? Oh, yeah, you can find me at Gaming Goodness. Uh, I'm usually tweeting about motorsport or video games or stuff that I'm working on as well. So, yeah, you can find me at Gaming Goodness. That's two Gs at Gaming Goodness. And Joe, where could people find your wonderful, uh, imperfect with diction and punctuation articles and stuff like that? Uh, Well, I've got a shout out of my own. What? Uh, Yeah, I know. It's it's very rare. Uh, So a couple of friends of mine... uh, They've finally gotten pregnant and they're expecting their first child later this year. I'm really happy for them. They've been trying since before me and my wife got pregnant and had a baby. So it's really nice to see their wishes and the dreams coming true. Um, I feel sorry for the dad because he's going to get wrecked. But it's <laughs> no, uh, shout out to uh, Amy and Matt. Uh, and I wish them all the best. And I'm here. If you need help. Just don't listen to the podcast because it's not helpful. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's a ring-in endorsement. <laughs> well, what is going to be your advice? Oh, they're useless. Uh, don't play with them. <laughs> Where could people find you, Joe? 
so I am also on Twitter. Um, I, uh, you can find me at a game of Joe's. That's at a game of Joe's, and I also talk about mainly video games and the other personal stuff. I share memes. I like memes. Um, and I, I also a lot of more professional stuff goes out through there as well. Um, so yeah, that's where you can find me. And if anybody wants to find me, all you got to do is search for Dad Without a Dad. Dad Without a Dad across the platforms, Twitter, Instagram, at Dad Without a Dad. Also, my website, at uh, dadwithoutadad.com. And I always forget to give a shout out to my book. If anybody wants to buy my book, it's called How to Be a Dad Without a Dad. It's available on Amazon. It's available on eBooks on Google Play, on Nuke, on Kobo, every platform out there. So you guys could go buy and go ahead, buy my book. It's only $10 for the copy, and I think it's $6.99 for the ebook. So if anybody wants to buy my book, all you got to do is go to Amazon, search for Jose de la Roca, and you will be able to find my book. For Joe, Andy, my name is Jose, Jose de la Roca. You guys have been listening to How to Be a Dad Without a Dad. And before we go... Andy, um, can you give us um, that guy's name again? Uh, Charlie Whiting. So, uh, before we go, we'll stop. We'll go on this. That's for him. Until next time, guys. All the way from England, Andy and Joe. My name is Jose. Jose de la Roca.